0: Ooh becomes oo. Okay.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Now no, listen. It, hold on. That's that not the same thing. me know Yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's all... It's I swear he went ooh. ooh sounds like Ooh. No. <laughs> ooh is a little okay. further back.
1: Ooh. Oh, it's a little I heard it that forward. Time. Yeah, I heard that Wait, it. wait. Exactly so the it. umlaut pulls it forward?
2: Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC
1: Podcast.
2: This is David Smith. Scott Weavey.
1: Brian
0: Sosko. Scott, why
2: are you laughing?
1: Oh, that was an epic. That's what she said there, Yeah, Well done, sir.
2: Yeah, well, some things don't get recorded.
1: You know what's funny is we could make a killing off of the bits just before you start the intro from every pod. That's
2: true. I, I oftentimes think about saving some of it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But Depends on if I have time to cut it up and turn it into a bit. The stuff I do have saved is fantastic. One so, day
1: yeah, so what one day to do, I'm gonna
2: have time to mash it all together. Summer episode. Le- like a professional yep. show and have drops and bit you know, for bits yep. and have things more grandiose. Yeah. If only I had more time to dedicate.
1: That's a summer pod in the making. To right there. our podcast, That's, we're doing that this coming Fair. summer. Yeah, that'd be fun. But in the meantime, we're going to discuss game week sixteen. We've got some good segments. We've got lots of drama and storylines to discuss.
2: Yeah, what a weird week, gotta
0: right, say. Brian? <laughs> tell, tell, I mean, well, I mean, it's the weirdest it's one of the weirdest weeks. That's all I'm going to say about it.
2: Wow. Very descriptive there. That that was excellent.
0: So weird. I don't want to get too specific here, but man, was it something.
2: He caught me off guard. I hope our analysis gets better than it was weird. (laughs) And something. (laughs) And something. (laughs) We'll
0: get to it.
1: (laughs) We have a good agenda on, on the horizon for you, so I hope that you enjoy it. We'll cover what happened. We'll look at the fantasy things that you need to know, and then we'll look ahead to game week 17 a little bit, all with an eye to helping you improve your lineup. Unless you're in our mini-league. If you're in, if you're one of the several people ahead of me in our mini-league, I, I hope you're not helped at all. But that's beside the
2: point. I like that competitive spirit. Yeah, Scotty, right. way to go. I'm coming
0: back. Never called you Scotty
1: before. Mm-hmm. No, that happened. All right, Brian, I think we should get right on to it.
0: Get on to that stuff.
1: We'll begin with the first match of the weekend. Mo Salah. It's time to talk about Mo Salah again. He's been the ongoing... If there has been one scarlet thread through FPL from the start of the season till now, it has continued to be Mo Salah. With his hat trick, he's now the highest scorer in all of FPL. Hey, Dave. Hey, does Brian.
0: Cha- does this change your opinion of Mo Salah and or his ownership?
2: Funny you should bring that up because I just said that to you a few minutes ago. Did the
0: Salah show switch what? on your TV?
2: I will tell you what I noticed a few minutes ago what and or earlier today huh the three top expensive midfielders hazard sterling and salah more expensive than others right they're kind of in their own little tier of expensiveness yep are now starting to distance themselves and make their value their cost worth it Hmm. right in other words like it's starting to show i think i said to you a few minutes ago salah's now thirty-one points ahead of Mane, therefore warranting mm. his he get, he's starting to earn his cost of thirteen dollars because you, if you're going to invest that much money in a player, you should get paid for it, and it's starting he's starting to to distance himself. or earlier on we've we talked. Oftentimes about it. Like in other words, Rasharwison or Sigurdsson? Rasharwisson's a little cheaper. They're both in the same midfield. They've both been scoring about the same amount of points, but go with the cheaper player. And Rasharwisson, some people might think is better. Uh we'll get to maybe Seagerson's, you know, what happened to him today. But you know, I, I just think now mm-hmm. it's it's Salah starting to, to show his his value. I feel
0: like that's a I feel like that's a tough one because I feel like it's a little bit of uh uh what would have been, what could have been. With Mane just because, I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, an injury. It's one thing to have, you know, wrist surgery and then foot laceration and missing out on some of these were two, you know, two matches ago. Salah was non-existent and Mane was the man of the match. And then this match is just everything. Salah, Mane barely gets a sniff, you know, healthy enough for the bench, but does get to play and was an inch from a goal. Really, I mean, after stepping in off of the, you know, coming in there from the Steve Cook own goal. But. As
1: a Liverpool fan, I was disappointed to see that Mo played the full match. Uh, with the biggest match of the season coming up in the Champions League, by far. I mean, game match week, game week six in the Champions League is going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things where I wonder if maybe taking him out after seventy-five minutes when he got his mm-hmm. hat trick. Wouldn't have been a better option. Regardless, though, you you hope that Mane is healthy, and and that's the difference in some of these clubs that played this past weekend. Some of them have already advanced to the knockout rounds in European competition. Liverpool, however, one of those clubs that has everything to play for. Yeah. In well, and Klopp
0: said that you know looks like he he said that Mane has shown that he has just talking about his pain threshold, basically that he's able to play through some of these tougher things, and so it sounds like Mane will be available. Uh, but, you know, it just, I just – I feel like it stinks that the guy can't just – can't he just go straight through it, you know? Instead, he's got to have these, like, little little knocks here and there. So
2: Here's a challenge for, my, for, for Salah owners, I think, is and, – and I noticed it with a couple of players who own Salah in our own mini league, mm-hmm. and that is it's tough to outfit a bench because you're committing so much money to Salah, a respectable bench. This week – and maybe we'll get to this and mention this in a few different areas. Having a bench that would come in for subs because there was starters that many, many people, us, other yeah. podcasts, other FPL on TV professionals, didn't see not starting. And um, look, let's let's two Liverpool players. Let's mention them right now. Andy Robertson was a, a if was was a question mark to yes, go. Yes, I
0: think, and, and I would have said, like, anyone and else. And
2: during the week, so many people sold Robertson. Robertson's price dropped yep. so much so, and people were buying Trent Alexander-Arnold. And what happened? Surprise! Trent Alexander-Arnold doesn't play a minute. Andy Robertson plays the entire 90, and it's just one of those things where it's like, Holy crap! It came out of nowhere. What just happened?
1: Yeah, that did happen a lot around the league, but specifically in this match, there was a, another monumental lineup decision uh, for FPL owners, and that was the surprise of Callum Wilson's injury on the Bournemouth side of things. Yeah, that, that no one knew about. Right? No one knew about Callum
2: well, Wilson went up again this week, multiple times because it was nope. a, uh, since we last recorded there was a match in between. Remember, we recorded we recorded in between match week fifteen, but then within that last. 7 calendar days. Callum Wilson's price went up at least once or twice.
0: Well, and, it, and apparently his hamstring injury, which is what kept him out, happened at Huddersfield. So it happened on Tuesday. He played 90 minutes, had the game, you know, one of the games of the of the midweek uh for anyone on Scott, Tuesday. Scott, did anyone know about that? But it wasn't. But it I mean, obviously wasn't a big enough deal for for it to bother any any
1: uh, sales no, because. No, but it, I mean, no one knew up. about it. No yeah. one knew about it. If Wilson limps off. It, then the media know to ask Eddie how about it, and then maybe we would have gotten some kind of indication. But he did Wilson, not limp off. Yeah, Wilson plays a full ninety. No one knew 90. about
2: it. Bournemouth kept it under wraps. This is
1: exactly—I mean—another week, another mention of why we need an injury protocol. It's almost ridiculous. Which,
0: which to me, this is—it's the same. In a segment, I wish we could have called Andy Robertson FPL staple. Uh, those guys being sold ahead of the weekend match made no sense to me. Uh, well, now, Callum Wilson being sold now and Andy Robertson being sold between Wednesday and Saturday. Right. Andy Robertson was a slight doubt for the Burnley match. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I understand the purchases for him because Joe Gomez was hurt. And so as soon as that happened, it That's was right. like this flood of purchases for Trent Alexander-Arnold. But I, do, I really do not understand Andy Robertson being sold so much that his price would drop. Transferred out almost 200,000 times in the last two game weeks. But why? Yet again, Saturday, two bonus points for Andy Robertson, despite he had nice. more, more bonus points than Roberto Firmino, who had two assists. I know. So this, I mean, how many times does this have to happen before it, before it's like I'm not I'm not moving him? That's right. He's going to have to have a permanent injury for for him to leave my lineup. I agree.
1: I'd like to take it back to Mo Salah really quick, and then uh, and then we'll discuss the importance of a, of a bench right now. Uh, with Mosala, there really is just one question. After 20 game weeks, uh, so what is it? Uh, four more game weeks, you're going to get your second wild card, a wild card again. At that point, anyone and everyone could bring Mosala in as part of a wild card chip yes. played. Without that, you're going to need two moves in all likelihood to be able to do it. So the question I have for both of you is this Can you afford to wait four more weeks before bringing in Mosala with the use of a wild card, or do you need to sacrifice something to do it now?
2: I think again, it just depends, right? So I want to have, like I had mentioned before, going into this holiday time and all these holiday matches, I want to have my my bench outfitted. Uh, I just recently, within the last match week, I, when I sold Sala, um, I took a couple negatives. But for me, it was worth it because I used that money, and I added Fabianski, who's got a great schedule upcoming. He did not benefit against Crystal Palace, but he did the two weeks before. Mm-hmm. So to now have Ederson, because I've been riding Ederson all year, now I, Now I have Fabianski. Um, I got rid of my spot holder uh, striker because I was never really playing three strikers. I was just playing two strikers at most. Mm-hmm. And now I have Jimenez, Wilson, and Yang across the top. And so... I, just, I filled out the rest of my team. So now I could have my goalkeeper not start and three guys, three outfield players not start. I am going to be covered with very respectable players. And I think I just think it's that much more important going into this holiday season. I thought earlier in the season it's not important because for the most part you know who's healthy, you know who's not. And, and you can pretty much have a, a good, you know, if you have one sub, that's fine.
1: But you can invest all your money in everything else. So earlier in the season, the strategy was give yourself the best 11 that you can, even if you've got just a couple of placeholders for money purposes on your bench. No big deal. That's fine because you want to put as much value into your starting 11 as possible. What I hear you saying, Dave, is that if you haven't already done so, you want to start building out now your 15-man squad including your bench, at least to give yourself a chance to bring some points in from your bench because you can anticipate one or two guys in your starting 11 won't play in any given fixture.
2: It happened to me this week. I, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Kellen Wilson, neither one started. And I was like, holy crap, what happened? And Christian Erickson
1: That's didn't right. start. Played 10 minutes or something.
2: But that came in, right? Yeah. So I, I at least got one point there, right? But like, that was close. I almost didn't even get that one point, and, but I would have ran out of spots on the bench.
1: So, FPL owners, please make note, your strategy needs to change. It needs to change now. Game Week 17 is coming up this weekend, and then after that, we enter into the festive holiday Game period.
0: Week 17, of course, being the start of the FPL Cup. Ooh, and which the FPL it, Cup, which That's is exactly a, which right, Which is too. massive. Uh, thankfully, it did not start this week. Dave, what I was going to ask you here yes. is, I thought this would be your chance, since I know you hate him, to bomb on Mosala again, and the idea that people would all flood to buy him since he scored a twenty-one, which was one of the best scores, or maybe the best score of the season so far. Right. He, it's almost twenty percent of his total points for the season in one match. So right. now he has a twenty-one and a fifteen. Other than that, it's that smattering of goals or an, or a, an assist or yep. two here. So uh, if, through the rest of the season,
2: if you look at. What Mane did in the first four weeks, first three out of four weeks, he had two 10s and a 16. Okay. After that, he's had 115 and he had a nine. But man, it's one, zero, three, three, two, one, three, one, three, two, three. Salah, to his credit, at least every other week, he's sort of been doing the aguero, which is I'll get an eight, you know, a two, three, eight, you know, two, two, eight, nine. Yes. A goal for Salah is eight. Right. And so he, I'm just saying, you're right. I, I get your point. You're saying, Dave, you're you're telling me that Sala is 30 points ahead of Mane, and therefore is starting to value, you know, warrant his his uh, his cost. And and I would say you're right. Technically, a lot of it has just come in in the last game, right? 21 instead of 30 points to get that lead. But look. Salah's form has just been better. I am looking at I've been watching Liverpool games as well. It it what for whatever reason, whether it's you know, as the saying goes by hook or by crook, <laughs> if that's the thing, whether it's a foot laceration or whatever, my Mon- just not f- creating chances. And Scott, to your credit, you say you keep saying Salah's gonna break out of Whatever he's in, and and he's on pace for what he did last year. I mean, technically, he just kind of kept that going this weekend. That's right. I'm not willing to go that far, but I am willing to say, look, if, I'm not going to hate you if you own him. My problem is, if you do own him, man, that's just a, it's still just a ton of money if you're trying to outfit the rest of your team, respectively. Yep.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. I don't, I don't. I'm not going to rush to buy him based on a hat trick against Bournemouth. I mean, I I guess again, this is a you know this is a. I mean on paper it's not easy matchups we can talk about it later if we want to about Manchester United's record against Liverpool in the in the league since I think 2014 is the last time Liverpool won right a match against uh, Manchester United right it's been a, it's been a while well but and what I was also going to say is I'm pretty
2: sure correct me if I'm wrong but Bournemouth had allowed more shots than anyone in the league on goal uh, I'm almost positive. I thought you had said last pod that I- even more
0: than Burnley or Fulham. You that- might be thinking of Brighton, who I hate. Um, <laughs> but no, they. Uh, Bour- <laughs> I, Bournemouth, ha- I mean, that's the thing. Bournemouth defensively, I think we've agreed all along. Bournemouth is not like. There is nothing that you look at them and say, oh man, defensively, they're just a, you know, they're really going to shut you down. They just don't have the personnel for that. They're high flying. Like, Scott's, you know, we've talked about that all season. Like, 3-3 is a, is a Bournemouth score. That's exactly right. And so they just didn't have, you know, they just didn't have it offensively in this game at all. Although, the weird thing about that game, though, it's not like it was crazy. You know, it was 10 shots to 9 in the match. 60-40, about 60-40 possession in favor of Liverpool. But it's not it's not crazy. I just think it's class. It just happens every once. In, it's just keep it happens in the in the in the league. The class the class of the league shows itself. And this I think was just Liverpool is a class above Bournemouth and they they really just
1: proved that. There's one more guy we need to talk about, and that's Roberto Firmino. Chompers. Bobby Chompers, as Men and Blazers refers to him. Uh his last four scores, twelve, two, seven, and nine. Prior to that he'd had Three twos, a one, and three more twos. I owned him then, sold him before the last four. Uh, so, And that's the story of my season. I've owned all the right guys at all the wrong time, Bobby Firmino included. But let's talk about Bobby Firmino. He's back. Should we own him? Should we recommend he be owned? It's tough to argue against the last three out of four weeks. It really is. Uh,
2: other than one, one could argue it's it's Watford, Burnley, and Bournemouth. But still, the fact remains is 12, 7, and 9 in the last three out of four weeks.
1: Yeah, United. Jose Mourinho is going to do everything to clog up the pitch as much as he can for any uh, Liverpool goal-scoring threats,
2: especially with with Liverpool's next four out of five matches. They're they're home to United at Wolves, home again. There's a Newcastle right there next, but then home to Arsenal and away to City. So in other words, plus plus like plus the Champions League match. Wolves have been massive. tough. Well, yeah. Wolves have been tough, and so. It depends on what Wolves team you're going to get, but Wolves can play it tough. And again, and, and I think Liverpool will probably roll over United this weekend. At least I'd like to think so. But every once in a while, United pulls one out of their butt, and David De Gea decides that he's going to be the best goalie in the world, and it's like, what do you do?
0: The the bad thing with Firmino, and I know, I mean, we talked about it. It's been you know, it's been brought up by plenty of other folks. Was just his his uh, declining role, at least in the 18 yard box, and his touch map is the same. As it had been uh, against the cherries, as it was in prior matches, two touches in the box, just the one shot for Firmino, and I mean he's basically it. It just it just has the look, you know, when you see kind of his heat map and touch map, it just has the look of a guy that's playing in that number ten role. I mean he is not nearly as advanced as he as he has been, and that's entirely because he's he. He is that he's playing behind yeah. Salah still, so yeah. I mean, he's it's good in the last four for sure. It sounds
1: like we're holding on Roberto for
0: but I for me, I yeah. I just feel like you you're gonna. I mean, it really is since there is real value in players who are cheaper than he is. Sure, it's really hard to get him. Whenever Scott, you and I both got crushed. We can talk about Alexander that plenty later, but yeah, we can. Um, but this, yeah, I this is not encouraging to me. Uh, Shakiri was disappointing in this one too, and I know we talked about him, and lots of people are on him. It, it's I feel like it's the same—a guy who's who you can count on to be in the lineup. Shakiri's going to be in the lineup too. It feels like a lot more. Yep. But um, are you ready know. to count on him in your fantasy lineup?
2: Right. No. That's
1: exactly it. it. I mean, it sounds like with Liverpool, it's Mo Salah and everybody else. Yeah. That's Robertson. I, no, it's Robertson. Salah and Robertson. It's Robert. Okay. Yeah, but atta- I, listen, I. If, oh, by the way, Allison too.
0: If Sa- yes, for sure. You know, if Sadio Mane's if Sadio Mane can get healed, then I I am fine having right Sadio game. Mane again. I, I really think that when he's been when he's been healthy, he's been great. But yeah, I mean, this was, this was the Salah show.
1: Dave, I, forgive me for this. I want to correct two things that you've said sure. so far in this pod. I love that. If I don't do it, our listeners will, and sure. I want to avoid that. Sure. I am oftentimes um, incorrect. You had said Mane was 31 points behind solids, It's technically 30. No, no okay. big deal, but again, yeah, we would sure. get corrected if, yeah, if sure. I don't do that first. And then you said goalie. You meant goalkeeper. Keeper. And it's not, it's not
2: yeah, a hockey This podcast, is not Dave. a hockey <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm
1: going to give out uh, my fantasy half point now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to a guy who doesn't need another half point he already got 21 of them but this is going to go to Mo Salah mostly because when he got his man of the match award he went ahead and turned it over to James Milner and said yeah. here James you take this because James Milner played his 500th Premier League match this wow. past weekend.
0: that yeah, was a good moment and so regardless cool.
1: of the hat trick he wait what uh this just in Mo Salah decided to also give his fantasy half point to James Milner oh, so
0: James wow. Milner
1: is the recipient of the fantasy soccer fc podcast fantasy half point for this past game week uh so congratulations to james milner i can't
0: believe we get that kind of breaking news here seated at at your table dave we try not to
2: brag and boast about these things but look we we have our inside sources
1: and people let us know what's going on speaking of inside sources we know how to say things Yes, we do specifically people's names, and if we don't, we know who, who to ask. That's right. Brian J is Holy the guy. God, we're, we're doing that already. We're doing that already, Brian, and uh, and so this week we have a new name, a new face, a new manager in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He is now the manager for Southampton, and we need to know how to say his name. I'll be honest with you, I'm not up on my uh, Bundesliga like I need to be. Okay, so I really didn't know a whole lot about this guy before his appointment into the Southampton caretaker role so to speak um and so uh, you're gonna
0: need to learn a lot about him pretty quick yeah he's
1: gonna be gone again soon (laughs) well apparently he's the clop of the alps
0: oh that's a good nickname
1: that's the nickname i saw wow yeah so we do need to know i I definitely want to know more about this guy so brian tell us how to say his name you
0: want to say his name i I
1: don't you want to learn how to
0: say it i do you want music for it uh sure um my first instinct was to ask you guys to pick your favorite song by hootie and the blowfish and then i'll just pretend i didn't ask for music this time but they have a new album coming out recently discovered uh mashup of uh, rage against the machine and vanessa carlton rage against vanessa carlton is going to be the music dave i'll send you the link and it is on uh, from youtube uh, creator clone if that's how it's pronounced, G R O B O C L O N E. Is that Grobe, look like him like Pascal, look him up now. He's only got five thousand oh, people. See what I uh, yeah. He's only got five thousand people following him, and uh, and you're one uh, of them. But two hundred thousand views on this video. So uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so please put this in the uh, how to say, Dave. Thank you. This week's how to say is pretty simple, David. Is it the Premier League? Yeah, and Scott. The Premier League's first <laughs> Austrian manager. Austrian. Has, has a first name that we will never forget since we can just add him to the list of the world's great Ralphs. Ralphs. Ralph Cramden. Mouth. Ralph Mouth, of course, from Happy Days. The onomatopoeia for puking. And <laughs> Most of our <laughs> listeners will not get that reference in Happy Days. And Wiggum. Uh, the last name. Ralph Williams. My name. Yeah, sure. The I last that name snuck on him on kid. That's good. The last name is just as much fun since the pronunciation concern in his name revolves entirely around the umlaut u in the last name. The umlaut. As many pronunciation videos will show you, German vowels a, o, and u can have an umlaut. Those are the, the what the would double be the a, a o, and u. Yes, the double dot. The double dot. Umlaut. umlaut, yes. Uh, of course, we've seen the umlaut o in a podcast favorite Mezit Mesoth- uh, er- er- Erzul's name. I'm sure someone important has the umlaut a out there somewhere. But the basic idea is the umlaut. Let's say it uh, puckers the pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, the regular o becomes er, which is why we end up making uh. it a little bit more like Erzul, but er, yeah. Ü er. becomes. Ooh, okay. well,
1: I'm sorry. What? Now listen. Uh, hold on. That, that sounded ooh. the same
0: to me. Know, me too. Yeah, listen. It's all. It's I swear he went. Ooh, ooh. sounds like ooh. No, <laughs> ooh is
1: a little okay. further back.
0: Ooh. Oh, is a little I heard further it that forward. Time. Yeah, I heard Wait, it. wait. Exactly. So the
1: umlaut pulls it forward.
0: Yeah, and least importantly, but most funny, <laughs> ah become <laughs> ay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that went
2: back. That went backwards though. That's Isn't contradictory. Not... Ay. <laughs> <laughs> it's For our like pur- a dead, like a suffering cow. That's not. That's not
0: how. That's not how Germans talk. Or no. our For our purposes, though, all that matters is that the Southampton manager, who is already the odds-on favorite to be sacked next,
1: <laughs> are you kidding me? Is
0: none other than <laughs> Ralph Hasenhüttl. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you wanna get all Austrian, oh, you wanna get all Austrian awesome, about it. The Ralph good. is also way more
1: Austrian if you say like a real Austrian. But.
2: Listen, we're not making fun. If anything, we're making fun of ourselves
1: for being American and, and English soccer announcers who don't say it right. This is fact. Uh, no, actually I you know, we, I respect all languages and all nationalities. Yeah, right. Says you <laughs>
0: says you now while you're not under threat of, of, <laughs> of torture. We're all fluent Canadian.
2: This is
1: fact. Well, that leads us into... Uh, oh,
0: also, I don't know for sure that he's odds-on favorite to be sacked next. I, I, I have, would highly doubt that. I have a feeling that that's probably still Mar- not Mourinho. I don't know who it would be, and I'm not looking it up. I don't <laughs> condone betting.
1: I don't know that there's going to be any managers sacked quickly anymore. It's going to take a few game weeks, I think. Yeah, That'd probably That be interesting right. to see, though. Uh, he did play almost an entirely new defense in this match. I thought it was fascinating that guys like Cedric, Maya Yoshida, nowhere near the pitch. Instead, we got Bednarik, Stevens, Matt Target, Vestergaard.
0: So Cedric was out with a calf injury. Uh, That was a a midweek issue. Uh, Ryan Bertrand, this is a fourth consecutive miss for him with his back injury. Uh, Jan uh, Valeri, which that's another how to say we probably could have gotten into. He got to start and, of course, did exactly what you would hope and made it just to halftime. Yeah, not great, but yeah, Benarik and Vestergaard. Benarek hadn't played since Chelsea in week eight. Vestergaard started against United and prior to that, it was Wolves in week seven. Hazard needs to get his starting defense fast. Yeah, I mean this cannot be a this cannot be a Fulham. Uh, The Fulham shuffle in the back, you know. And and it would be interesting
1: to see. Sorry, Dave. It would be interesting to see if he is sending a message or if this is really where he's thinking about going. Time, time will tell.
2: Can I request we not discuss any more Southampton players until
0: they actually win a game? I mean, listen,
1: (laughs) I'm okay with the manager.
0: (laughs) Look, what happened in that? Look, what happened in the match? They play Cardiff. Cardiff has definitely been tougher at home, and I mean that's a matchup of of championship quality uh, teams right now. And so, but Cardiff, Cardiff gets 1-0. I mean, this is a... They I had, know. They had chances. Southampton had plenty of chances. They had a couple shouts for penalties. Even at the end, Nathan Redmond probably did get one, and it wasn't called. I mean, this shouldn't probably have been 1-0. And if it wasn't for a really... You sound like a Liverpool defender look, right now. Look, all I'm just saying, I'm saying that Callum Patterson is lucky. It's a, it's a bad touch on a back pass that gives Callum Patterson a goal here this very easily could have been 1-0 the other way so all i'm saying is like at, it's the same southampton problem where are the goals going to come from get well soon danny ings and then on top of that True. you got yeah you got to figure out your defense southampton's got a rough schedule coming up
1: all right, Dave, I will uh, abide by your wish, and we'll move on from Southampton. Let's do that. We're going to discuss uh, a little bit of Arsenal here for okay. you. Uh, Arsenal, obviously, that. squeaking by Huddersfield 1-0 this past week. They really did enough. They did their best Liverpool. Their one goal scorer. <laughs> I'm ignoring that comment. Their one goal scorer, an unlikely goal scorer. Yes. Or maybe not so much anymore. No. But it's Lucas Torreira, his last – let's look at his last – Three scores, six, six, and eleven. Uh, Ars- He's not supposed to be good in fantasy. He's supposed to be good in real life only.
0: Arsenal is the Arsenal is the Atlanta Falcons of the Premier League. If Atlanta had won like ten Super Bowls fifty years ago.
1: <laughs> and I'm a fan of both. Tell me about it. That's why he said that. I understand. Dave, you that. had some stats you wanted to give us about Lucas Torreira, and uh, and also we're going to compare them a little bit to other guys in his uh, weight class, so to speak, David Brooks and Sully March.
2: Well, <clears throat> my point being, for for Torreira is uh, like he's a defensive midfielder. Uh huh. He is a N'Golo Conte type, as N'Golo has made his position sort
1: of famous. Except he's not playing in that position anymore, but I I digress. know, which is so weird. Yeah. Although he did yeah. score recently. Um, You're still not winning that bet with me. I'm not.
0: <laughs> I don't know. He has a long time to hey, get I, a handful of more goals. Right. So what What was the bet? I think it was five than and a half. Five. Over over five, five more than five, half. five, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: So if I get five, then, then I, I win. win?
1: No. No, it's he's got to get, five he's gotta five and get a more half. than five. He's got to get six. He's got to get six goals on the season. That's right. Oh man And Conte roofed it. I mean it was a nice one. Yeah, it was. All right. We're Back the, to Terrero. We're on to Torreira.
2: Look, he's a lovely, lovely young young man and player. I think Dave is a crush. But
0: it's too small for Like Dave. it's
2: not his thing. Yeah. He's a he's he's a smaller guy. <laughs> Look, scoring's not his thing. At least we don't think so. He he's not brought in to score goals. I feel like when you get a goal out of him, it's just kind of like a bonus. Mm-hmm. I want him not thinking about scoring. Okay. If it was me and I'm the manager and I'm not, I would want him only thinking about locking down helping lock down the defense and controlling the midfield right in front of the defense. That's but what I want him He's doing.
1: mastered the bicycle kick. Are you sure well, you want to so say look, this that? Right
2: now? Let's be a, that bike was fantastic.
0: I'll, listen. I want to I want to compare him. I do want to compare him to, to, him to David Brooks. Yes, I agree. Because good
1: because this is too much of like a love letter right now. Oh, well, listen.
0: First of all, football. London, who continues to be very good when it, when it comes to all London clubs, uh, reminds us that Torreira played striker when he came from Uruguay to Italy. So it's not. It is not out of his. Uh, Oh, his wheelhouse. Comfort zone. That's exactly right. Now, obviously, he is not... You're right, Dave. He's not doing that. Uh, he's not supposed to be so much. But, look, in in all starting matches prior to this little hot streak he was on, Torreira was... I mean, you talked about him a lot. Yeah. He was obviously important to what Arsenal is doing. But he wasn't doing much. He had seven total shots from the time... Because he started... His first start was, what, Everton or something like that? I mean, it, it was forever ago. Right. So in that amount of time, between, between uh, all those starting matches prior, seven total shots, just two on target, he took zero of them inside the, inside the box. Right. And he only had three total touches inside of 18 yards. In this little hot streak he's on right now, he's taken seven shots, but four of them have been on target all four of his or four of those shots were inside of 18 yards and he's making oh, he has more touches inside of he has seven touches inside the box what i'm saying is like he's played himself into like an essential role for what arsenal is doing he can finish i think that's the bonus you know if it, it's this is a, a guy run. when i i guess i guess the difference i see between him and Conte, which is a which is an easy one in terms of defensive midfield, right. is that N'Golo Conte is being asked to change what he was established as. That's right. Torreira has a history of playing forward. Okay. So it's like a little that. it's a little bit different hmm. in that regard. Yeah. And I mean, look at it. I mean, three shots in in this match. He forced a ridiculous save out of Lursel in the in the match. So I mean, Another, this I'm is, not
1: So are we considering uh, recommending so, a move from uh, Brooks no, to no, Just as a
0: comparison, the, compa- the comparison to David Brooks, like when David Brooks had his hot streak not too long ago against that was Fulham, Saints, Watford, Palace. I mean, you hear those names already. It was three goals, four total shots, three shots on target in that stretch uh th- four shots of four of all four of those shots were in the box since David Brooks has cooled off. not only have his minutes fluctuated a good bit, but he only has just w- he has one assist he has you know it's eight shots, four on target and he's he's still busy yeah he's just dropped way off in terms of what he's doing clinically so I just i and, love- and David Brooks has he has the competition of Junior Stanislaus. He still does. Yeah. I mean, as good as David Brooks was in that little bit, they have a guy that can play in his spot. Torreira will Torreira probably does be not ne- playing
2: every single
1: week, assuming
2: yeah. he's
0: always
1: healthy. Well, both, though, are new to the league, and so you have to beware, especially Torreira. That's a busy position that he plays for Arsenal. You really have to be careful that there won't be a, a drop-off in form at some point here as the fixtures pick up because he is new to the league he's gonna have to be like N'Golo Conte to prevent that from happening David Brooks is the same thing you wonder if this is maybe not the time where he's experiencing that and you might start to see an upswing here in in about a month
2: I would rather have and, and you know Sully marches again in that same area for the same price range look one thing I love about Brooks is his advanced play He's playing pretty much striker. He was playing with Josh King, striker this past match. All
1: right, let me ask you guys both this question then. False dilemma, I know, but if you had to own one of the 3, who would you own at this point? I currently own Brooks. Are you going to stay with that? He, he's my
2: fifth midfielder, so it's not like I'm relying on that position. But is really becoming more interesting to me, especially with Brooks's minutes being a little bit more inconsistent of recently. Right
0: you're not going to believe this, but I have already sold that exact, I've made that exact swap. You did what? I swapped Brooks out. For to put Torreira in. Interesting. For money. Now, that was a money move, and for that exact also reason, yeah. Dave, is that I'm hardly playing. F- I mean, there was a, a few weeks ago where I did play five midfielders. Right. But I had five better midfielders than I have now. Yeah. So with the re- with my failure of a shuffle this week, uh, I am putting Terrera in, and it has a little bit too also to do with their with their schedule. Yeah, the schedules the schedules very good at least for three more weeks. So it I'm not like even on like and it. Sully March is another good one because he's in that price range. Solly March has great underlying stats. He's, Callum, in a, he's in a terrible offense. So is
2: Patterson. So so pick one of four.
0: Right. Callum Patterson is a, is another great off, or, or another great option, but now he's at 5-3. So Callum Patterson is going to get you like he did this week. Callum Patterson had four touches in the box this week. They were all shots. Those were his only touches in the box. That's pretty good. And crazy. his goal was like I said, it was you're not counting on that.
1: Can I, can I tell you guys what my vote is?
0: Yes, yeah. yes Scott, I would like to hear your vote. All voice.
1: right. I want Torreira's energy, Brooks's finishing ability, and Patterson's goal-scoring celebrations. That's yeah, what I want I agree. in my last midfielder spot.
0: But I also want not Callum Patterson's
1: mustache. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and the bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. No No bowl cut. We're going to give out an award here. It's one of our most popular awards on this podcast. It's the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. It's given out to someone who uh, has the most wasteful moment in a match, usually one that contributes to a result. Uh, And so while that might be the case normally, this week's winner of the Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award is so egregious and affected so many fantasy lineups, even though it didn't fact, the final result. It still needs to be given here. Ryan, the award winner is none other than Alexander Lacazette.
0: His, his game was so stupid. Not yeah. only did he not well, he did score. It's the second time in a week, in less than a in a less than a calendar week, that he had a goal uh, not given. But yeah, get some good cleats. He Chris Boswell his uh, <laughs> his goal.
1: <laughs> That's a very obscure reference. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not for me it's
0: not it was equal it was almost equal pain i'll say that
1: i mean it looked no, ex- listen, almost
0: identical he slipped he slipped yeah. when he's standing alone and yeah. he has an entire goal to shoot at well he had a and good then, first
1: touch too it was on the second touch I he know. slipped
0: and then i still think on his when he actually scored i understand why the offside was ruled i just don't think he was actually i don't think he was playing the ball and he did get the defender making a A Pass back So I felt like I felt like he was not He was not doing enough To play the ball On his Offside rule When he scored Mm. And then of course The one guy Who Had the best Two of the best chances Two great chances In the first half Of course you don't want that guy on In the second half Let's get him out of there Let's make sure he does not play The second half (laughs) So stupid
1: (laughs) Hey, yeah.
0: Dave, I have one question for you. Oh, boy. First of all, Arsenal's going to be back to a makeshift defense
1: here. Yes, for they the are. Time being. Because Incredibly makeshift. So Rob
0: Holding, and I hate it,
2: I when I saw it happen, I'm like, there goes his ACL. His ACL's done.
0: Post-match, Unai, Unai Emery said, I don't know how we're going to play next week. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I know he was probably only a little, like, he was mostly joking, but it's not really well, very funny. Well, I think oh, I not. know what
1: will happen. Yeah. But... Well Look, Nacho's gonna be back, right? Yeah and El
2: Nini has played there before and he's capable of playing there. Well, the and
0: track. you'll get Lick Steiner probably, I would guess.
2: And Koshalny is supposedly
0: supposedly fit. Right. So
2: no matter well,
1: what, it's going to be makeshift. There's gonna be new parts playing together, at least for the first yep, time in a while. No doubt. All of this is coming from a combination of injury and yellow card accumulation. Which by the way, Arsenal's a funny club. Well, we're used to them being graceful and flashy and and you know <laughs> beautiful and they're passing weird scott <laughs> really sure know go means. ahead go <laughs> yeah. roll with it yeah this year it's a little different i mean they still are capable of beautiful football but there's you, you hear him talk about grit and toughness That's under right. unai emery and yet there were three cards for simulation in this match too oh there's a weird tension right now that exists yeah, in the did arsenal they get, identity did arsenal
2: get three cards for simulation yeah. yes
1: yeah the most was, egregious
2: was,
0: was, was, was terrible guendouzi's was really really bad yeah and, uh, and he had the gall
1: to argue yeah. that it shouldn't have been. That's that's baffling to me. Um, I, I made the comment in our Slack workspace that that should have been worthy of a second well, yellow. Well, good.
2: If they, look, I, I'm i not going to argue that. Good. I hate simulation. Here's Give the them thing. cards. Here's the thing I noticed, stop, though. Stop simulation.
1: I have a guy I think should be your favorite Arsenal player right now, Dave. Okay. He started, he kind of provoked that whole spat in the corner of the pitch with Spurs last week. And and he started making – I mean, he's really the guy who escalated the chippiness in this That's, Huddersfield I, match this week. I love it. Stefan Liksteiner.
2: Absolutely. He is He is from the old school cloth. He is not scared or intimidated to mix it up. He's a winner. He's won like seven league titles. He won seven league titles with Juventus. Hey – that guy knows how to get some things done. All it takes sometimes is one leader, one one leader, experienced leader, to step out there and say, hey, Eric Dyer, go sit your ass <laughs> down. Yeah, follow that
1: guy. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've done this for years together, and you've been calling out for someone like this in your Arsenal squad. Absolutely.
2: I think any Arsenal fan will tell you they've been hoping for someone to come along and, and, be, and play this type of role. By the way, who was the
1: first summer signing for Unai Emery? It was Licksteiner on a free. I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. He knew what he was doing.
0: Um, if you're gonna have defensive issues, now's the time. In the le- in the Premier League, at least Southam- Southampton, Burnley, Brighton in your next three. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
0: so fair. lucky, so you, I think. I think if there's gonna be a time for you to make it through this, this is the time. To so
2: Kratos and Mustafi will be will be back after their yellow cards uh, accumulations on December twenty second.
0: And oh well. Assuming Mustafi's hamstring is fine, there's correct. R- the it, it was initial report thought it could be up to three weeks. Correct. but but whatever. Completely correct. Uh, thank goodness that Mazar Ozil has uh,
1: uh, social media to let us know how his back injury is. That guy still on the team? Yes. C- continue. We're gonna take a serious moment here. I, I don't want to spend too long on this, but we do need to take just a moment to acknowledge Raheem Sterling, and the allegations of racism that appear to be legitimate. Uh, social media was posted recording uh, certain Chelsea fans shouting racist uh, epithets toward Raheem Sterling during the city, uh, ch- the Chelsea City match. Uh, it, it appears as though the latest news as we're recording this is that a, a handful of fans uh, have been banned from matches now moving forward Good. because of it. Uh, it does seem to be something that's a problem that's growing. We see it in some parts of Europe more than England, but definitely England is not exempt.
2: Yeah, it's so weird. I guess here in the U.S., I, look, I I think a lot of countries and places, and here in the U.S., our media sometimes will tell you things that maybe I'm not sure is completely true. Um, obviously, fake news, uh, thanks at real Donald Trump, has made that term uh, hmm. in the popular narrative. But especially, I just don't get it. Like, the U.S. obviously is very very multiracial right i mean there's Mm -hmm. we have all races and creeds since since our country began it's been like that and it it's and i know a lot of other countries don't necessarily have that so it's just tough to wrap my mind around the fact that like that this stuff is coming like there's people this immature and this this hateful that's right i just it i just can't seem to wrap my mind around it
1: so this is not the first the second or even the third most important thing about this story Uh, But as a fantasy soccer podcast, I do want to ask the the looking forward question, which is, you know, if you are an owner of Raheem Sterling, you know, do you maybe transfer him out? Is this going to be something? In other words, we talk all the time about how things that happen to players in real life can affect their play on the pitch. Could this be one of those things? If it is, it would be more than justified. Yeah, you know, I, I want to say that. Like, I hate even asking the question, but are you ba- basing this on on what this
2: might do to his future correct, performances? Yes. Yeah, like. I- no, I'm not going to transfer him out. I mean, I need to see something happen on the pitch. I mean, he's been so great. Yeah.
1: I mean, he didn't do much
2: this past match week, but...
1: Neither did anyone else on City, though, Dave. Interesting, In fact, right? we've gone uh, you know, probably about 45 minutes or so, and we haven't even acknowledged the fact that there's a new leader at the top of the Premier League table. Yes, there is. Look at you, Red Nation. If only for a few days, Liverpool is in first place. Well done. Hey. Hey, Chelsea, big win. So it's
2: funny. A good buddy of mine... Uh, massive Chelsea fan. Uh, he and I were, ch- we talking on the phone and uh, I asked him, Hey, what do you think about the match this weekend? And he gives me this song, this, this sob song of, Oh man, we're horrible. They're going to kill us coming <laughs> off. And I'm like, what are you, what's wrong with you? Like have some faith in your team. This is exactly the type of game where Chelsea stands up and wins it. Okay. This is it. Like, Yeah, did they lose to Wolves? Yeah, they did. And, yeah, they they had had some down performances. Yeah, But they have the pedigree in the players to win this type of a match at home.
1: Not the pedigree, Dave. The pepagree. Oh, my Uh, goodness. See what I did there?
2: Yeah, and that was horrible because I'm not talking about City. I'm talking about Chelsea. I know, but they've defeated Pep three
1: times in the league.
2: Yeah, no. uh, Listen, this is exactly, again. Chelsea wins these matches
1: with their pepigree. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Thank you for perpetuating that. For perpetuating that. I cannot believe (laughs) It just got worse. Holy (laughs) frick. Yes. Holy frick. Let's move on. Let's move on, shall we? Brian. As
0: fast as possible.
1: Coming out of the Manchester United destruction of Fulham this Mm -hmm. past weekend, you wanted to discuss Marcus Rashford. Is it time for Rashford? Well, listen,
0: all I'm saying is that the two big the two, I mean, the big winners this week, as far as performance went, were I think for forwards at least, Chicharito and uh, and Marcus Rashford. But um, yeah, I think Mar- Marcus Rashford stole Anthony Martial's form and his typical minutes. Surprise! Uh, yeah, I know. Uh,
2: Martial didn't start and or play.
0: Look, Marcus Rashford is kind of it's just a lot of, like a lot of guys just kind of all over the place since game week seven in terms of starting and subbing in and. Um I, it's hard for me cuz I, I, a lot of people are buying him I I understand why uh but like six shots took six six shots in this match five of them were inside or very close to the the you know the 18 yard box and but like last match against Arsenal he took two shots and both of them for, were from a mile outside the box so yeah I mean I I I feel like he's a guy that Probably is tempting because of his price, but I feel like I would be really hesitant to uh, to jump on him.
2: Yeah, but if at six point eight, would you rather have uh, him or I mean, Callum Wilson is is at a seven point you know, two tenths more. I, I I just yeah, Callum seems to be banged up at the moment. I don't think there's anything that's too serious there. But well, I,
0: th- I think that I think that you're looking. At, I mean, the big the big thing first is you're looking at after Liverpool the the schedule just opens up wide for Manchester United. It just looks outstanding after that. Um, so I understand that a little bit. Maybe you're buying in, uh, you know, ahead of Liverpool, hoping for something from him. Okay. But, it would, I mean, if it would have a lot to do with how you how you structure your forwards. All right, fair enough. So if for whatever reason you were still holding on to, like, Marco, you know, and you needed a sub, you know, in, for the next – three weeks or however long he's going to be out. Maybe I could see maybe doing that. Or if you had Wilfred Zaha, if I had Zaha right now and I didn't want, and I wanted a painless swap, I could do that. I could, I could make that swap. Okay. But
1: Rashford's last three, seven, two and 14. He goes to Anfield to play Liverpool in the next game week. You could see that being one where he would poach a goal.
2: Yeah. Or on a set piece, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, the last time, uh, I mean you might Scott I'm sure you remember it from March when Manchester United managed to win against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um it was Marcus Rashford. Yeah. who uh was the difference in that match. Wow,
1: so,
2: interesting.
0: There you go. I don't know that you'd get the same exact result at uh at uh, Anfield. Well, they're at, yes, at, yes at Anfield compared to Old Trafford, but yes.
1: Let's talk about the Fulham defense again. We, I like to keep track of how the Fulham defense is. Yeah, I and love so, this. so uh, this is the Fulham defender scoring update. Woo! Well, last week I provided a, a, a stat that I completely made up just to show how bad Fulham defense is in both real life and fantasy. I'm not going to go through those numbers again. I'm just going to ask a very simple question, a little Fulham defender quiz for you gentlemen. Oh, boy. The guys with Ds on Fulham. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like making him laugh when I say that. How many points total did they score in fantasy this past game week? Guys, Dave? Guys with Ds. Yep. Total um, collective points amongst the, all of them. They lost 4-1. to one, Yep.
2: Which means...
0: I'm guessing they scored. Holy crap,
2: they might have gotten negative. They probably would have all got zero. And then someone probably got some cards. I, I would say minus two would okay. be my
0: guess. Um. I'll say they got exactly zero. Brian
1: wins the quiz. Uh, zero
0: points for the Fulham defense. Uh, but I like that. I, I I like that rationale, Dave.
1: <laughs> thanks. Oh, thanks. Moving right along to the West Ham Hammers. Mm-hmm. Brian's second club mm-hmm. is yeah. Shadow Club, if you will. It is a Shadow Club. It is time to talk about the Hammers. They yeah. are in a great run of form. This is who we thought they would be. This, Finally, is who, this is who
0: Hammers fans hoped they would be, kind of.
1: But isn't this exactly <laughs> when you would expect nine new signings to come together with the best of what was already there? I mean, that's, that's what you would expect, right? Did they right? have nine signings? They did. Wow. And to illustrate that, we should probably talk about both Felipe Anderson yeah. and Robert Snodgrass.
0: Yeah, you guys laughed your heads off about Robert Snodgrass.
1: Hey, you know who I didn't laugh my head off about?
0: Robert Snodgrass. I actually perpetuated
2: him. Did I use that word pr- appropriately? I guess. Um, <laughs> it's not the of, best word, but it like works. Kind of? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm sort of a smith. You're gross.
1: I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. Smith, yeah. Dave wordsmith. Dave, Word, Smith.
2: Hey, you know, do either one of you own Felipe Anderson? Man,
1: I wish I did. I know I do you now. do.
2: Shame. I do. Shame on you, Scott. I can't shame you, but I, do, well, I wanted I do to now. shame you for last week.
0: I know, it's was dumb. Listen, Felipe and uh, Chicharito lead the hammers here with shots we discussed this
2: last week
0: robert snodgrass just the one shot but uh, a, a spectacular one
2: you know who was saying hey maybe chicharito and or lucas perez should get a look because marco's not gonna be around scott you were the king mocker yeah was. what say you now
1: um you know all right you don't have to change at all but does this make you think a little differently yeah, you know what I thought? I thought that Robert Snodgrass played very well in a specific system at Hull under Steve Bruce. And I think that if Pellegrini Pellegrino.
0: Pellegrini. Pellegrini. E. Pellegrini. Pellegrini.
1: Can't get my Pellegrines right. Well you mm. want
0: the you want the sparkling water. I really the do. E,
1: not the O tough to find the proper Pellegrini. Yes. So Pellegrini, if Pellegrini can duplicate that and get the most out of Snodgrass alongside anderson and a healthy marco maybe a mikhail antonio when he's healthy too i mean there are options here and so i'm not surprised i i did laugh i did say what are you talking about when it came to robert snodgrass but i mean i can't do that anymore I mean, he's definitely performing. I'm not saying it's going to continue, but 5'11 and 8 in his last three matches, that's legitimate at this point. Yeah, what and, about Chicharito? Yeah, and
0: he's that guy, and thats he's in that same... I know. He's I in know how same, dumb that is. Listen, he's in that same price range, too. And Robert Snodgrass, can I give you some... First of all, we talked about Robert Snodgrass. We, we talked about him first when Yarmolenko got hurt. And so if you had bought him right then, you would have been really disappointed. His price was probably a little lower, but he did nothing You know, from like match week. You know, week nine or something like that, because that's when I think he came in against Spurs and didn't do a whole lot over the course of the season. So, in this match, for example, five took all five of West Ham's corners. That gives him 47 corners taken so far for the season, which is eighth most in the Premier League. Nine crosses in this match, giving him 71 crosses for the season. That's 17th most in the league. It's pretty good for a guy who so played he had sporadically. Limited, limited minutes for first right. I mean, he hasn't weeks, played a ton. Eight weeks. He and Felipe Anderson have really similar uh, creative numbers. Snodgrass. So,
2: the last three weeks, I think you've already said this. Five, eleven, and eight. Yeah.
0: So, like Felipe Anderson is, and it's the reason why I don't. I I wouldn't fault you. And it, it's and it's a little different than a than a Rochalas and uh, uh, decision. Right. Because it's one, it's a bigger gap in points. So I think you can. Robert Snodgrass is accessible to anybody And price. And really, Felipe Anderson, even at his price right now, I feel like is a is a pretty easy guy to get a hold of too.
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm I have no way to get to him. I'm not selling Richarlison for him. I can't go up from Fraser to him. I can't go up from my fifth midfielder to him. Yeah. It's. And it, I'm, I'm stuck because I'm I'm not interested in replacing him with one of the current midfielders that I have. I'm not yeah. going to go down to him from Sterling. Yeah, That's not going to sure. happen. And I I want to upgrade at forward. I don't have a tier one forward right now. I have yeah. Lacazette. I don't want Lacazette. I want a Aubameyang or Harry Kane. Yeah. And so if I'm going to go up to one of those two guys, I can't also go up to Philippe Anderson in my midfield. Yeah. He, he's actually... There are lineups. My, I mean, this is why I suck this year, right? But this, like I said, I've owned the right guys at the wrong time. Um, you know, and unfortunately, Felipe Anderson's one I haven't owned at all. I wish I could, and I can't get to him.
0: The one thing I like about Felipe Anderson, even though he hasn't taken a ton of shots, he's 23 total shots for the season. Puts him in the top 50. Like, Marcus Alonso has the same number of shots. Son has 24 shots. He's in, like, he's in a, like, he's in a... A pretty good class of player names, but it's not a ton, like a volume. He has 13 shots on target, which is the 21st best, more than such folks as Roberto Firmino, Alexander Lacazette, James Madison, Leroy Sané, Pierre-Emile Hoibier. Wow. I just well, threw him in at the yeah, end sure, I I like, But he does. that. I was have,
2: wowing at the other names. You, right. You got, so he you has Hoiber 13. Hoiber like, you there. lost me at
0: Hoibier. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 no, but like he, he's he's putting the shots that he gets on target i mean i feel like that's a really nice that's a really nice shot right what have
1: i always said the difference between good and great is precision his shot his goal is was outstanding absolutely now i do have to ask one question real quick before i move on from west ham and that is is robert snodgrass benefiting from marco's absence he's benefiting from yarmolenko's absence
0: his, his not,
1: increase in form is picking up since Marco has gotten well, hurt. Well,
0: look, with, this is the same thing with with West Ham. I mean, their whole reason of buying a lot of the West Ham guys in this last, you know, however many weeks is that the schedule has been outstanding and it continues to be outstanding at least for a little bit. And one of the reasons why I really love, you know, I would really love having almost any of them is because you still have really January second is the end of this really great run, Fulham. Watford, Saints, Burnley, Brighton. That's their next 5. I mean, yeah. it
2: you, I wouldn't fault anyone for finding a place for Snodgrass and Fleepy Anderson. I'm
1: not saying you start both? both of them. I'm not saying you start both of them, but I mean I mean I could get I could go from Hughes to Snodgrass pretty easily as my fifth. It's the reason, I would do that yesterday. It's yeah. the
0: reason why it's the reason why I don't I mean well, Chicharito as long as as long as Marco's out. Yes, please. Uh, Lucas Perez got a cut on his foot, so that was why. I mean, he, so that he so that
2: clarifies it a little bit. He
0: showed the he showed the cut. It was a very bloody shoe. I don't know how. If, I guess. I, well, I mean, I'm assuming a cleat got how through the laces get in somehow. There? It's but a bloody shoe. It is a bloody shoe. Yeah, but
1: yes, he had a cut on his foot that was bad enough that would. Yeah. Know, he had to he had to take some minutes off. All right, you mentioned Sun just a few minutes ago, Brian. It's time to yeah. talk about Spurs. They had an impressive two nil win over Leicester in the late match on Saturday. I like these night matches mm-hmm. on Saturdays, I, by the way.
2: When they do. The 2.45? Yes. It's like a bonus match. It is literally like I know I'm watching the Premier League all day from 7.30 from yeah. a.m. until like 5 o'clock. And part of me almost doesn't want it to happen because it completely controls my day. But I do love it. And I get to watch at least four to five matches. Yeah. I'll, sometimes
1: I'll have two on while I'm well, watching. Well, thanks to the NBC uh, coverage, we have coverage, five matches on television on Saturday. It's just amazing. It was amazing. It was great. And if you have gold, you could have watched all of them. Gold Rush, uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, to the match itself, before this match began, probably the biggest lineup surprise of the day, of the weekend, no Kane. Surprise! No Ericsson. Surprise! That affected maybe nearly one hundred percent of FPL lineups. Well this is too well but this
0: is to your I mean this is to your Liverpool point from earlier. Klopp did not give Salah a break going into the midweek. Right. This was clearly It's spurs. all about Barcelona. This is everything yep. everything rides on Barcelona. That's right.
1: Uh, he tomorrow. was willing to sacrifice, potentially sacrifice. A Premier League match. Yeah. In the name of getting to the knockout round in the Champions League. Which is interesting. That. I do too, but you want know to respect even more? A two 0 win anyway. Yeah. Sun, Mora, Delhi, they showed up. Delhi showed up.
0: Yeah, Delhi was man of
1: the it match. It is here, time
2: man. to start discussing Sun as in why is he not in your lineup?
0: Listen, the eight, only thing five, th- eight, and fourteen. The go toughest ahead, thing about Sun for me is
2: Brian, he's your boy. I love him. I, how is he not everybody? Scott, I mean, my text to Brian uh, on Sunday was your boy.
0: Yes. And Which when is he funny met because it's his a, name is Son. Yeah. It's a pun on Sun. <laughs> yeah. This, this podcast is, uh,
2: we've been punny
0: t- this, this week. Please. <laughs> you guys are so Dumb. punny tonight. Uh, no, Son, I don't apologize for it. Sun has been outstanding. Uh and 8. yes, you're right. Delhi is outstanding here in this match. Yes, he was probably a, a hair offside whenever he scored his goal. But I mean B-A-R. this was this was the Sun show. And <laughs> and yes, I I think that he has yeah, he's forcing everyone to reconsider. He's one of the most I mean, he's easily one of the most purchased players ahead of the weekend. He's in the weird the weird eight
2: dollar $9 range where there don't seem to be many guys.
0: Yeah. Um right? yes, the trick to so the what I, the one thing I am glad about especially in the last, you know, now in this uh, this last few weeks. There are a lot of options here. It felt like the t- the template has shifted around a good bit and I feel like there are some really good people to own at a variety of price points. And Scott, like you see, if you don't have a premium striker, like How fast has everyone, like, bailed off of Aguero? That's right. And you have options to leave Aguero Mm -hmm. because Aubameyang forced his way into your thoughts, and Kane has been in form. And so there's, like, if you're going to go to a premium guy, you have an option on premium guys. There's a variety of people, like, all through the midfield. Like, Dave, as much as it would be great to have Sterling, you know, Sterling, uh, Salah, Hazard, you can get, I mean, you can get the, I mean, the guys below is a perfect example. I mean, like, the, be, Richarlison scores again today. Yep. Uh, it's not dumb to own Monet, but, I mean, he's been hurt recently. Right. But now, like, Felipe Anderson's son, like, there's a bunch of dudes that are producing in that hot. are producing at a variety of spots. So, yeah, I think this is, uh, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about this.
1: But, despite how great Son is, if you just went to Kane or you just went to Erickson, yes. you're not bailing now, right? No. No, not even no, and and not. look. At, You're only the, looking to maybe add sun if you can.
0: Yeah, the best part about it is is next week they get to play Burnley. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole. I mean, that's the whole point of this. And then after that, I mean, it's still look at the schedule. I mean, let, like what what's worst case for them in the Champions League? They get destroyed by Barcelona, and they're yeah. out of the you know they're out of the group stage. Probably. Probably some humiliation there in terms of what not uh, what they should have done. What they should have done
1: in other matches, whatever. Yep, yep. So, but then they get the Premier League to focus on, right? And they're already sitting third, I believe. Yes, they're back to third. I think they're six points after the
0: after the most shameful defeat in in years against Arsenal. Right, they're back ahead of Arsenal again in the table. Like this is, I mean, this is still a a a team that obviously is going to continue to play. Look at the schedule between now and February 23rd. You cannot tell me that you do not want to have one or two Spurs, at least, Mm -hmm. in your roster going into that stretch.
1: You heard it here. Let's talk about Solomon Rondon. He was uh, a big part of uh, Newcastle's efforts against Wolves this past Sunday. Obviously, Wolves scoring a dramatic winner uh, Matt Doherty getting the goal that won the match. We've talked about Doherty at length, uh, probably most people's fourth midfielder, if we you know fourth, third, fourth midfielder in terms of value. I'm sorry, not midfielder, defender, uh, in terms of value. But Solomon Rondon on the other side of the pitch, we haven't talked enough about him to this point. His last five matches, 12, 2, 2, 9, and 5. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get the minutes. We've said from the beginning of the season, if he plays, like once he's ready to play, if he does for Newcastle what he has done in the last few seasons for West Brom, it's going to be good for him and for them. Are we at that point now? Should we talk about Solomon Rondon?
0: We probably should. He's very... I think he's a useful player. I think he's a useful forward. I'm not ready to own him because I don't trust Newcastle going forward. The fir- And or defending. The I, first, I just don't. The first thing about... Rondon that you do like is that you, if you have him already you've gotten him in a good vein of form they still play Huddersfield and Fulham in the next two weeks after that it pretty is tough. back to a terrible run similar to what they had to start the season hmm. so Newcastle's done it where they had the beginning of the season which was terrible then a good run here you know recently which they have, yeah. which, they they have good which they have gotten good results they have. recently and except for, i mean they and they got a bit hosed here against wolves in fairness to them uh they're about to go on another run between he, you know basically from christmas until the uh, beginning of february where you probably aren't going to use any of your of your newcastle players at all but that's it for them for the rest of the year then i mean i, I feel i feel like they have a nice because it's so chunked yeah Having him is not the worst. And if you know, if you can afford to have him as your third guy.
1: Afford. I mean, you can go down to him and from save almost some anybody. money to yes, go up anybody. to somebody else. I don't hate it. And yeah, and but then,
2: I, I would rather own him as Okay. Um
1: personally. I I'd rather own Rondon okay. moving forward. I think Rondon has a Higher ceiling than Jimenez does. I
0: think I, I, I mean, this was a good this match. His his assist was a good example of what he is. Right, uh, why, why that play. he? Yes, it was a really great play. Yep, perfect ball in. Congrats, Iose Perez for scoring a, a headed goal.
1: Yeah, and then I'm sorry, Iose Perez, that you didn't get a penalty later on when you got your head smashed in. Oh my gosh, that was willy awful.
0: Bold. It looked so much. And Mike worse. Dean
1: had the gall to say it was the ball hitting your oh face. Oh my
0: gosh, it was the worst. Yeah, because replaced. when the ball
1: hits your nose, Dave, it creates a cut. Right on your face. Oh, it was the really? worst. Not not an elbow. The ball. Right. You know all those sharp, pointy edges on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of them. Oh, they'll yeah. get you. They'll yeah, they get will. You, you got to be careful. Yeah, not I mean, Mike Dean. Either has really amazing matches or really, really terrible matches. This was not one of his.
0: best. I like the. I mean, honestly, as far as volume goes, you love what what he's done. I mean, this match. Solomon Rondón. You know, yes, Mike what Rondón has done. Yes. So Rondón led all players and shots for the match uh, and he's getting in close and because he's capable of hold up play because he's good in the air, you know, he's going to get you header, you know, he's going to get you headed goals. And then obviously like here, he's capable of doing other stuff too. I like, I mean, I like it a lot. I'm a closet Newcastle fan. I have a shirt of theirs. So hmm. this has nothing to do. With did I know that? Not liking? Yes, you've seen it. I've worn it here in this very room multiple times. He just times. likes it because it's sort of trendy hipster. No, it's not. It's uh, cool. It's, it's, a, it's a great trendy logo. Hipster-ish what are you Faded.
1: I just wish people could see the mustache he's growing out. <laughs> right. to fit what are you the exactly talking about? Logo. Thank you.
0: Oh man, this is delicious IPA tonight. By <laughs> the way, guys, I'm really, really glad that we did this.
1: Don't, don't That's crack an awesome.
0: IPA's. That's awesome. I will. I hate him. <laughs> um, All I, right.
1: And then finally, we need to have a little no, bit of No, let's fun. talk about this. Okay, fine. No, but. I'm
0: just kidding. What do we got next?
1: We're going to talk about the Monday match briefly. It was a fun one. Maybe the best Monday match of the season so far. Everton 2, Watford 2. It definitely had some drama. Mm. Everton missed some chances. A good bit. Gilfie... Yeah. Not as no. best day. Hey, those are
2: five minutes to this match. If you are going to watch anything, <laughs> fast forward to sixtieth minute. All right, because you are going to watch Watford own goal, which bounced oh, off no, no, Seamus Coleman. I am sorry,
1: and Everton at, own goal. At, yeah, yeah. At sixty minutes, you are going to end up seeing Watford's first goal, which was an own goal, bounce off she- bounce off the post into Seamus Coleman and into the net. Curse ye, Seamus!
0: May hell's seventeen devils go after you. Or may you have read Diarrhea?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? Is that a real Irish curse? Absolutely. I All right, wait, 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 wait. Uh, f- forgive me for making this technical for a second, but why does hell have 17 doubles? Not sure.
2: Okay. It's just part of the curse. And then that was like in the 63rd minute. And then literally two minutes later, Abdullah DeCore uh-huh. finds his way into a header. Whew. And then right after this, there's a penalty called. Gilfie
1: takes it, and Foster somehow comes up with the save. Yeah, and kicks it out 20 it yards in the process. It was an amazing, like, six-minute stretch of the match. Well, and then later, Gilfie had a shot in the box, and he completely oh, he whiffed on
2: it. As did got it stuck in his
1: feet. It was he crazy. Yeah, and then Denia had the nicest free kick goal. Yeah.
2: Ryan, hey, listen, tell first, me about Denia because there's a stat I all, saw that I blew my mind. Well, yeah,
0: I mean the Fantasy Premier League said earlier he's had more he's had more touches in the final third than Richarlison or Gilfie for Everton. Amazing wow. to me. And and the other thing I wanted to I mean for sure I think the biggest thing with with Denia is his is what he's doing and. In terms of free kicks, I mean, he's taken as many shots on free kicks as Gilfie has, so uh, he's one of, and he's one of the most prolific in that in that statistic.
1: Gilfie gave this one up for Dina to take. Oh, it was perfect too. Um, I tell you what was. Re- Perfect Foster's reaction as he saw it curl inside the post. Was that post. perfect or was
2: it childish? Both hands <laughs> thrown over his head. And like, slamming the you, ground. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs>
1: like, did that just happen? He was throwing a tantrum like Amazing. a little kid. Dini, the only defender on Everton who scored points because of that goal. But we've been discussing Michael Keane, Yerry Mina, Lucas Dini. Of the three, Dini, the best option?
2: That's not close. Well, There's the- other guys. What have they done? They
1: haven't hardly done anything. Well,
0: Keane, D- yeah,
2: seven, six, listen, two, Keen, two, and ten. Keen has slowly well, but, been creeping up. Listen,
0: but, weeks weeks ago, Keane has
1: sixty points on the season.
0: Weeks ago, the issue was that they they were about. I mean, they were in a run there where between Chelsea and Liverpool, they played Brighton, they played Cardiff, they played Newcastle, they played home to Watford here. Watford hadn't scored in forever, so you get two tough ones next. The so one downside to this, with you know, with a lot of these guys, they go back, you know, back to back at Manchester City and then home to Spurs. After that, I mean, it's pretty nice. The schedule opens up a lot for them. Scott um, Keene
2: is fifteenth in overall overall in scoring. He's thirteenth in defender
1: scoring. Is that what you mean? He's fifteenth. I'm looking at him. I just counted. Unless I cannot count, you cannot count. Michael Keene is thirteenth overall in defender scoring. There are only two defenders above him. With the same or a cheaper price. Now, if you're gonna tell me you'd rather have Doherty than Keane, fine. But why can't you have both? I I do have both.
0: <laughs> I, I my there go, listen. Dave. There you go. My my four defenders saved my trash fantasy week <laughs> this week. I scored a million points from defenders this week, and Dina, Dina was one of them. Lucas Dina has taken as many. He's taken more shots from set pieces than David Silva has I would, this season. I would absolutely own Dina way before
2: Keane or any other center back, for that matter, because okay. in the in the, in this day and age, in this Premier League, especially this year, why own a center back period when you have plenty of wingbacks at respectable prices that are scoring points yeah, we, even when you don't get a clean sheet? That
0: was true at the beginning of the season. It's still true now. I think like here's another good example is that everyone like think of you think of Trent Alexander-Arnold now that is so fixed in people's minds of Trent Alexander-Arnold taking free kicks. Trent Alexander-Arnold has 5 shots from set pieces. dina has got 4. So this is this is not I mean that shot was ob- I mean in that spot a lot of players can take that shot right it's a really dangerous spot yes and so if gilfie had taken it we've seen gilfie score from there it was great of him to let you know let dina do it Uh, yeah i am i am completely content because of his price to have him uh to have him as he would technically be my fifth midfield or fifth defender
1: dave your argument about not using center backs is getting weaker the better virgil and david louise are playing they're two in the top five in overall defender scoring. If you go to the next five, six through 10, you've got two more center backs, Rudiger and Laporte. They're only getting that because they
2: are Cal Ripkening jr this this is not a baseball podcast their way into it only because they're the only other guys on their team who have to just keep playing in matches which if that's what you want i get but you're completely betting on clean sheets betting on liverpool clean sheets is a fairly safe thing i'll give you that but why not get robertson and trent alexander arnold who're gonna have attacking threats just as much as virgil with clean sheets. In other words, they're all going to be getting clean sheets. So why not go, go with someone who has a chance of scoring from attacking?
1: I get the point about threat. However, points are points. You know, Four of the top ten are center backs. I'm just saying you can't throw out the position altogether. These are legitimate options at this point. If you
2: want to say, I'm going to own one Chelsea defender, then I get it. If you don't want to spend the money for Alonzo, then I'll, I'm going to – because David Luiz is a ton cheaper. I'm gonna go with David Luiz. I would get that. I get that. Okay, but if you're like, would I rather have pick a Wolves center back? I, Bowley. That's the only one I can think of at the moment. Docker to your Bowley or Bennett. No, I, I want I want Doherty, right? Well, of course. Okay, so Trippier, I want Robert Trippier. Robertson or Van Dyke when he's healthy. Robertson or Van Dyke, which one do you want? I want Robertson. Okay, there we go. So let's go to another one. You're you're gonna pick the. Do you want Trippier or Vertonghen? But
1: Davin Louise is five point six. You're gonna pick.
2: Do you want you want Mendy or do you want Laporte? I'm just saying now, Mindy can't get healthy. <laughs>
1: Fair enough, right? oh, but By the way, too, Mindy is a head case, and he's a roller coaster ride, so give me Laporte. That, understand, th- you understand. you, you that, actually that, made my point I wanted to make by, by uh, that last that example. One. I know that you didn't mean to make that one, but right. it actually helps me segue into my point by saying that I would rather have a five every week than a 10 and a two every other week, even if the points get me to the same but place at the matter, end of the season. If
2: you have the guys in the same team, then you're still going to be getting the same clean sheet points.
1: Well, sure, but let's talk about Chelsea. They've got four of the top eight defenders in overall scoring right now. I get that maybe their recent form isn't getting you there, but their two center backs are in that statistic. Understood. So, and David Luiz is five point six. He's so much more cheaper than anyone else except Docker Again, I said if five. you
2: want to go with, if you want to say I'm not going to spend Alonzo money. But I want to weigh into the Chelsea defense. David Luiz is my best. Way. I have a feeling. I a
0: lo- I have a feeling a lot of people went from Marcus Alonso to, to Louise. David Luiz. I get it. This, this is a good week, week to do it. Yeah. Great week. I to get it. Well, I mean, I, I'm saying that because Alonso's price dropped from seven point one to seven to seven even. And I, I don't hate that move. I, I mean, I did it. But I'm saying I hate the I don't hate the move off right. of Alonso to someone no. else for Chelsea because Alonso is not nearly as attacking as he had been.
1: I agree with that completely. And Dave, I'm with you on like I answered your questions the way you wanted me to pretty much throughout that whole exercise. My whole point though is don't just write off an entire position just because of where they play. There there are guys who are proving that they are it's worthwhile. Fair. There might not be as many of them, and if you want to play the odds, I'm with you on the whole wingback thing. But, you know, if you have a center back, you don't have to sell them. That's not what we're saying. Fair them. enough. Let's talk about really quick about the Game Week 16 dream team. A little bit more of an interesting dream team than maybe in Game Weeks past. David Foster, or not David, David Foster. David Foster, the, 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 the guy yeah. that right or
0: yeah. You're yeah. thinking of David Foster Wallace. <laughs> David Wallace. <You're> David, Wallace. <laughs> David. <laughs> ben crap. Foster, yeah. sure. because
1: of his penalty kick save, oh uh, is the goalkeeper on the Dream Team this Just week. Just kick it to one side, Gilfie. Exactly. Uh, there are four defenders on the Dream Team. David Luiz, who we've been arguing about. Brian, you own him now, I, I heard. Is that right?
0: No, I do not own David Luiz. Oh, I'm saying I, I sold Marcus Alonso for, for Scott. Hector Bellerin. Oh. Oh.
1: So I'm okay holding on to
0: him. Which was an absolute wash in terms of points this week. <laughs> Who predicted 2-0 Chelsea victory? That's what I would like to know. That's <laughs> exactly right.
1: Well, I, I made this whole thing on Instagram about and other social media outlets about how You know, on our website, too, fantasysoccerfc.com. Like, what do I do about these fixtures? Like, I have Alonzo in defense and Raheem Sterling in my midfield. Do I play them both? Because usually, like, if Sterling does well, Alonzo won't and whatever. Yeah. Vice versa. So I benched Alonzo. But then Callum Wilson didn't play. So Alonzo came in anyway, which was good in the end. But obviously, Raheem Sterling in my lineup was not so good. So, you know, for anyone who follows us on Instagram and you're listening to this, you know, all that was for naught. Marcus Alonso's six points, made it into my
0: lineup. Congrats to everyone with a Chelsea defender against Manchester City, and Manchester City and Liverpool defenders when Manchester City and Liverpool played each other. Yes, yeah, that's seriously. a really awesome couple of, uh, couple of results.
1: James Tarkowski made it back into the dream team. He's he's the guy on the Burnley defense. If if someone's going to have a good week, it's going to be James Tarkowski. Welcome
0: back, James. Tarkowski officially since we didn't welcome him back when he actually played last week after he had been out with his groin injury
1: speaking of welcome back Ashley Young had a nice goal for Manchester United his 12 points made the dream
0: team run away from Ashley Young agree if anyone buys Ashley Young this week dumb dumb on you he is 5.7 pounds you are crazy if you buy Ashley Young that is crazy
2: his ownership should be
1: 0%
0: they do have a good schedule
1: <laughs> after, after, but, Liverpool.
0: However, after, after Liverpool however, after, I think it's crazy I still feel right. like it's crazy
1: Andy Robertson rounds out the defense Mo Salah starts the, uh, the midfield we've talked about Sun already and his contribution and Felipe Anderson as well uh, Juan Mata though we have not discussed he made the dream team he, and, just, he just doesn't get enough playing and, time
0: and we will continue to not talk about Juan <laughs> Mata after he completely. Today. Lucas Torreira
1: uh, finishes the midfield and Marcus Rashford the lone striker on the dream team we've already discussed an interesting team it's not bad it's not bad if you had all those guys you had 146 points this week a good week upcoming in game week 17 uh it's interesting the game week is bookended by two matches that feature four of the top seven clubs the game week begins with city hosting everton and it ends with probably the most high profile Match in the league in terms of rivalry right now, Liverpool and Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Any concern about any players from those clubs heading into game week seventeen?
0: Well, I mean, Scott, you're the one that needs to answer. Is I mean, I think it seems pretty, pretty uh, true for everyone that Jose Mourinho is completely content to leave that match nil nil. Yeah, and has been in fact last year almost uh, not exactly at this time, but last October did exactly that. Yeah. Nil nil.
1: Well, and it helps that he crushed Fulham. Yes. It buys him the ability to earn a draw against Liverpool. If if that doesn't happen, if he gets a bad result, he's got to get a result against Liverpool. But because he did so well against Fulham, he now doesn't have to get a result against Liverpool. So he can park a double bus. And hope to win on a counter. And if he doesn't, you know, no big deal. No slips, no problem. And nil nil, he'll take it and he'll be fine.
0: Mike, I'm really curious. I mean, I I, just because he's been uh, he's been so willing to tinker around with his defensive, uh, you know, whatever four people he plays in defense. Uh, I'm really curious. Yeah, I want match for some. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder what they're gonna, you know, what they'll be able to accomplish. Can Paul Pogba, who's you know back in the you know, kind of put himself into a bad uh, mental mental place here again. Can Pogwa get back into the starting lineup uh, this time? But yeah, I mean, I feel like this. I feel like the lineup that was out there against Fulham. I mean, I feel like they could get a they could do that. They could pack it in tight.
1: Yeah. Well, I think too on the front end of the of the game week, I think City get their revenge on Everton. I don't like. Everton's chances after City lose two nil here. City you know what's, at home.
0: It's been a hell of a week. You a know what practice? You know what's crazy? So this this is. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. I because my week was so dumb. Uh, I was really surprised to see. You know, going into this past week against Chelsea, Leroy Sane was the guy who I who I went for right. Uh, which was ended up being a terrible move based on points, but you know Leroy Sane was the first time. All season in a match that he started, yeah, that he did not get at least an assist. Right, is a perfect time for me to find that. Sure, That's, I'm really glad that I got to learn that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, I am too. But um, I was surprised because normally people are so knee jerk reactionary in terms of you know when a player has a down performance. Sane has been purchased more than he has been very sold bizarre. going into this week, and I feel like. The, you know because mendy is still out i think that affects it and then this i think it's because they get to play at home against everton who is still oh they're not i mean they're sloppy defensively still i mean they have potential for sure but
1: they've uh, got good players it's not a great unit yet
0: not yet uh they commented today you know if you watch the match the, at least here in the us you know the the commentary during at one point was talking about one of the goals was given up Basically, because it looked like Bernard and Dina didn't really communicate to each other, they just kind of lost track of uh, they kind of lost track of some of the the run of play there, and they you know kind of let things run. Uh, they got run over basically <laughs> yeah. Yeah. against Watford. Yeah, so. Playing at Manchester City is not uh, is not going to help. Yeah, that. I
2: think they're so going to be in trouble.
1: If you have Salah or Sterling or you know both, which one's a better captain pick? Salah, uh,
2: Sterling for me, easy. Yeah, no, I, I don't
1: own Salah, but Sterling.
2: I mean, I think anyone. If I was a Salah owner, it's interesting. I, mm, it. I guess it depends on the other options. Yeah, I wouldn't feel good at all about captaining Salah this week.
0: The, I mean, the. It'll be interesting to see. I mean. Their Champions Ooh. League, their Champions League matches on Wednesday. There's plenty of time between Wednesday and the yeah you know, to whatever. get rest. So it'll be interesting at least to see what the lineup is, kind of who comes in and who starts. I'd be shocked if anyone Wednesday. of
1: consequence plays for City in that Champions League match. They don't They've already, right? They don't advanced. need it,
0: right? So yeah. give so was, Phil Foden a chance. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they can do, and uh, they can
1: Zinchenko, anyone?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well. Get Jay Z. Maybe hey, who knows? Who knows where Aguero is in his recovery? Maybe he gets. Uh, maybe he gets to run back out yeah, a couple minutes. couple minutes in this one. Yeah. The clear cut. I mean, wherefore are we doing captains right now? Yeah, let's yeah. move right to captains. If we're doing captains, I mean, I feel like it's, you know, it's Harris Kane. Yeah, right? the the clear cut number one choice I think is going to be Harry, Harry Kane yeah. this week because he gets to play at, the, wor- the worst home, defense home at home. Yeah, I still, despite despite the pain of having to watch Arsenal. Put one turd into the net uh, against <laughs>
2: Huddersfield. <laughs> this <laughs>
0: getting to play this Southampton team, maybe you know, maybe with a full week of training, maybe with a full week of of getting, you know, maybe Hazan Hurdle gets a gets a little bit better of a of a team out there. But this is exactly the time where Arsenal should just stomp all over them. So I don't, I wouldn't fault anyone for for captaining uh, Obama Yang. Uh, Lord help me if I would put it back on uh, Alexander Lacazette again. But Hey, what about yeah. Felipe Anderson at Fulham? It's His a,
2: ownership's gone up. That's a consideration. It really is probably. It's adequate. a great a consideration, consideration,
0: David. It is an excellent consideration. Good differential captain pick for sure. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really good call. All right, gentlemen, we've made it. And we've already mentioned our uh, social media and online platforms. FantasySoccerFC.com is our website. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We will be updating that at some point this week. Maybe, you know, there's one thing that, that uh, did not make it into our pod this week, Dave. Yes. Maybe we can convince Brian to write something up about it, and that is the use of hippie crack hey. by your favorite Arsenal <laughs> we, players. We can only hope. Yeah, we can, we can, we can see if that's so possible. So perfect. We can only hope. that's a perfect thing to not talk about. It. Stay tuned to our online uh, outlets to see if Brian does that. Scott, where can people find us? I just said.
2: Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.